Rabbi Sai, Rabbi Sai. There's a lot I wanna. There's a lot I wanna share today with the Chavra. I wanna welcome. It's an exciting day, and Aaron Shane, who we've been waiting for years. For where is Aaron? Where is Aaron? Aaron! Oh, Aaron Shane is back. <laughs> welcome home, Aaron. Welcome home. It's Yaakov had never been to the Durham campus. Your first time in the Durham campus. Yaakov was one of the builders. How many years ago when you were in Yeshiva? I think six. You left six years ago. Yeah. So you came not you here for two years, three, three years. years. So you came nine years ago, nine to six. So Yaakov is back. A welcome home to Yaakov. But I want to welcome Yankov back home. So before we share Torah that I want to share with the Chavritzvi, I want to share Yankov and Aaron deserve. Chaim is putting out a song. It's only been played up here. It's not released yet. So we want to play this song and then we'll get to some, then we'll get to some Torah. Aaron, check out this. When you call my sweet name, just know I'm here with you, my dear. When you call my sweet name. Mayrev, right before Shmanesrei, so every night by Mayrev we have two brachas we make before Shmanesrei. We make the bracha of Gal Yisrael and Shemir Amo Yisrael Lad. And then we daven Shmanesrei. We have two, we have Shema. Mayrev consists of Kriyashma, two brachas before Kriyashma, two brachas after Kriyashma, and then Shmanesrei. We keep the minig We don't say Baruch Hashem lo'elam amen. The gra held, you're not allowed to say Baruch Hashem. He held it to hefsek. 
between Gal Yisrael and Shmanesrei. So in the yeshiva we keep the Nagra, we don't say Baruch Hashem, but we say two brachas after Kriyashma, that's our Mayrib Nasan. Two brachas before Kriyashma, two brachas after, and then we start Shmanesrei. In the second bracha that we make, we say a prayer to Hashem in asking Hashem. We say, It's actually like a more meaningful blessing where as you go through life in different circumstances of our life, brachas take on different meaning. Somebody who has a family member, sick, so Rifa'enu becomes a much more noticeable and the bracha jumps out. Somebody has a family member or a friend struggling with parnasa, struggling with their job, all of a sudden Baruch Aleinu jumps off the page, different points in our life. Somebody's trying to learn Torah and struggling to understand, to grasp what's being said. The bracha that asks for intelligence comes off the page. So different times, different brachas come out and mean different things to us. In this bracha, we ask Hashem, in this prayer, we ask Hashem to remove Oyev, the enemy. Dever is, is plague. Dever is plague, and we ask Hashem to remove a plague from us. Cherev the sword. Rav is hunger from us. Yoga is sadness. We then say to Hashem, Hasir Satan nofanenu umeacharenu. Remove the Satan from in front of us and from behind us. Now the Satan is the same guy, he has three jobs. The Satan has three jobs. The Satan is the same guy as the Yetzirah and the same guy as the Malach Amavis. He has three jobs. The job of the Yetzirah is to seduce us to sin. That's step one. The job, then he changes jobs, the Yetzirah and he's called the Satan. The Satan is a prosecutor. He runs to Hashem, and he tells Hashem, the Avera we did. So he's called the Yetzirah, the seducer of sin, the Satan, the prosecutor of sin, and the Malach HaMavis, he's the executioner, he, can't, he, 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 he executes the punishment. That's the three jobs. And God, who only has one angel per job, in a funny move, he makes this angel have three jobs, three not such popular jobs. He seduces to sin, he prosecutes the sin, and then he executes the punishment on the sin, all the same angel. And we ask Hashem to remove the Satan from before us and from after us. Now the Satan before and after now, it's really, the, the Satan before means the seducer, the Sahara. That was the Satan's job from in front of us. What is the Satan from behind us? From in front of us and from behind us. What are we talking about? Remove the Satan from in front of us. From in front of me. And from behind me. What in the world are we talking to remove the Satan? He who prosecutes, remove him from in front of us. And the question I would like to ask the Hever also, aren't we talking about the Sahara? Hashem the Sahara, please remove the Sahara. Fascinating, we call him the Satan. Are we not praying to God, the Sahara, who seduces me to sin? Remove him from before and from behind me. I, I don't know what behind means yet, but aren't we talking about the Yetzirah? I shouldn't sin. The guy who seduces me. We describe to remove the Satan, to remove he who prosecutes sin. Now, the reason I'm asking, maybe we mean remove the prosecutor. I mean, if I did the sin, do I, am I really praying, don't let me prosecute him for the sin? What I'm saying is remove the seducer of sin. So why do we call him the Satan, call him the Yetzirah? Earlier in prayers, all the way at the beginning in Shachris, we refer to him by his name, the Yetzirah. We say, Don't let the Yetzirah rule over me. The seducer of sin shouldn't be successful. Now I ask you to remove from in front of me and behind me, I don't say the Yetzirah, I say the prosecutor. 
What are we talking about? The prosecutors in front of me and behind. What are we talking about? So, what I would like to explain, Be'acharenu means after sin. The Sahara gets us to sin, but his real task and his real mission is not the Avera. Oftentimes, the sin was not his real mission. The sin was not the mission at all. The real mission was the attitude after sin, me'acharenu, how we feel after we do sin. In his job as prosecutor of setting in stone, you did, you did this, and establishing what we've done, he gets us to feel very low about ourselves, hopeless about ourselves, a sense that I'm not capable of goodness. That's the hasasatim ulfanenu me'acharenu. We don't just speak about the Yitzhahara because we want to speak about him after he's turned into the Satan. Milfanenu means the Yitzhahara. But Umeyacharenu, what he does to us, please remove that guy, what he does when he no longer has his job as the seducer. He's already the Satan. That's Meyacharenu. After the action, after the action, when he's no longer the Yitzhahara, that's his main, main success. When he already became the Satan, meaning I have sinned already, that is his main work. I think this might be, in our age, this might be the biggest, most powerful machla, illness of our generation. God put together, and Hashem organized this, if anybody thinks about our generation, he was nizdavek two things, lepundek echad. He made, Hashem made two things come to one end. There's, there's a lot of, there's a tremendous challenge of having peace, tranquility, love in the Jewish home. In the Gaiish home is a lot worse. But in the Jewish home, they are very unfortunate, it's a challenge of our generation. It's typically and often a very stressful place. Not bounding with love and warmth and encouragement, the word nurture, but typically it's a little bit of a rough place. It's not a very, unfortunately, and our job is to fight this, but the home, this is a challenge of our day. There's a lot of stress and anxiousness and not much love in the home that this is a maka that's going on today. You combine that fact. So a youngster is not getting the love and support and encouragement and is craving love, craving it. Mamish craving touch, craving connection. And then you combine that Hashem made a generation where there's tremendous access to pretend connection tremendous, tremendous access like never before to that which mimics connection. It's all over the place. Television, the radio, pretend of connection, all different pretzos that mirrors and mimics connection. And this Hashem put together as clearly the Nisayan and then the youngster who's craving connection, who's craving support, who's craving touch, and then he has access, like no other generation, to the pretend of connection, watching and observing things that he somehow take the place of real connection. And then you have a person who already at the age of 15 feels he's the most horrible person in the world for what he's done, for how he's explored, for what he's been involved in. And then you have a generation, tremendous shame, a tremendous sense of, of I'm puzzle, I'm, it's good things can't happen because I've already done this because I was horrible because at the age of 12, oh my goodness, I explored and I did this or did that. And the feeling that he's puzzle. This is like probably the main sign of our generation. This prayer of Ahasar Satan Me'acharenu. The Satan of after the mistake, of after the sin, of not falling prey. The Dubna Magid said a vert, he said a remarkable vert. The Pasuk says, Smach Bachar Bebachusecha. The Pasuk says, Youngster, go party, go crazy, go wild, go after Roy Seinecha, go after every whim that you have, go for it, live life. And the beginning of the Pasuk says that the youngster should party. It's talking to the craving child. The child who's craving meaning, who's craving connection. And the Yetzirah comes and says, party, live life, let's go. 
And then the end of the Pasuk says, Die, you should know. All your actions are written down. Be careful from sin. Everything's written down. So the Gemara in Shabbos asks Sakasha. The beginning of the Pasuk sounds like the Yetzirah. Seducing us to sin. The end of the Pasuk sounds like the Yetzirah. Be careful, your actions are written down. So the Gemara asks, this is, Pasuk is a... Is a strange pasuk. Is it the Yitzhahara or the Yitzhahtaiv talking? Says the Dubna Magid, and he explains that this is what the Gemara means in its answer. But the Dubna Magid said, Pshat, that the whole pasuk is the Yitzhahara. And it's all exactly what we're saying here the Yitzhahara, before sin, he seduces sin. That's his first job. After sin, he says, all your actions are written down. He'll always remind you what you've done. I was there when one of the giants of our generation, Reb Dun Segel, if I didn't hear this from his holy mouth, I would never say this, but Reb Dun Segel, one of the G'dayle Hadar, I was there, these ears heard it from his mouth. He says that Hashem allows the Sahara to get us to do an Avera that we had zero control over. That youngster, I don't know if it was even his choice at 14. I don't know if it was his choice what he did. Mm. And at 12 and 10, I'm not convinced. It was, even though he says, I knew better. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if it was his choice, debatably. But it, it's neither here nor there. What the what Reb Dunn Segel said, they're in our life, that we have no choice. And the real Messiah is what the Yetzirah tells us after. The rest of his life, when he wants to do something positive, the Yitzhahara whispers, who you fool, you know what you've done. Die, you should know. All your actions are written down. It's, you know you've done already. Knock it off. What you've done is permanent. And that Viter is the Yitzhahara. He comes and he sounds all from. It's written down. Your action was written down. He sounds very from and even sounds responsibility. You knew better. That's it. You're puzzle. You're gone. Who you fooling? And that's a huge tool of the Sahara. It's the tool of after sin. And that's what we're praying for at night. If there was ever a generation that needed this prayer, Vahasa Sata Mufanenu Meacharenu. And it's interesting, we could have even alluded to two different people, but we actually call him a Satan because the greater will of the Satan than seduce us to sin is what he does to us after sin. It fascinates me that why don't we say, don't spare words, say, Hashem, protect me from the Yetzirah. He get a different name after sin. But the main point of the Yetzirah, the main thing he does is not get us to sin. He wants, he wants what occurs after sin. He wants both. The job of a human being certainly is to hold strong, to, to be loyal as Hashem, to do what's right, to do what's true. That's for sure the job. And then there's a whole other enemy to battle. The Satan Me'acharenu. The Satan means the name of the Yetzirah after sin. What the prosecutor, when he's already at the stage of prosecution, means we've sinned. What he does, when he has the name Satan, is his main work. Because he says to a person, look what you've done, that's Me'acharenu. After we've already been guilty, after we've made this mistake, the shame, the guilt, the sense of puzzle, of the person's puzzle. It always amazed me, one of the most fascinating tzokim in the Torah is Hashem's discussion with Cain. Hashem's amazing discussion with Cain. After Hevel and Cain each have a style of Avodah Hashem. And, and Cain's Avodah Hashem falls up short, and as such, he's very sad. He's sad, he tries to serve Hashem, and Hashem rejects his service of Hashem. His service of Hashem comes up way short. What we all want, we want Hashem to accept and be happy to have a nachas from our service, from the way we're serving Him. And Hashem is not happy. His avodas Hashem falls short. And Cain, understandably, is very sad. He's angry and sad. He has two shyness how Cain feels. 
Why are you angry? And you like your face fell. There's a certain yish in that. You're angry and yish. What are you doing? Halayim seitiv says if you do tshuva you'll be fine. Emlay seitiv you don't. It's all in front of you. The sense that it's lost. The sense this yitzhara is exactly to the person who came up short. Kayin is Hashem's message to him. Is why you why you have such a sense of yish, an attitude of shame, a defeatist attitude. It's all in front of you. You're alive. Halayim Seitiv says, if you do tshuva, it's all fine. It's all in front of you. It's all in front of you. This Yetzirah, this massive Yetzirah of telling a person, you are lost, you are puzzle, you are, you're hopeless, this terrible Yetzirah is what we're praying by Mayra. Please remove that Satan from behind us who tells us what he, he responds to sin. What he responds? I want to. I want to share a cash I have. A, I'm sorry. Good call. Good call. Good call, David. I like that. I like that, David. I like that a lot. Intelligent as usual. David, you and Yaakov overlapped in yeshiva. Shucks. Okay. David Barkani, good guy. You'd like him. Um, I'll tell you why. Why I'm thinking about this now a little bit, Svi. Why it's on my mind, Yonatan, now. I'm just fascinated. I'm really fascinated. The conversation Yosef HaTzadik has with his brothers fascinates me. It literally fascinates me because Yosef HaTzadik says to his brothers in last week's parashim, Vayigash, he says, don't be sad, that you sold me. Hashem wanted it to happen. It was Ashkocha. And it bothers me, Aaron, they're sad about the chet they did. They're upset about the chet and they said, Hashem manachnu. He said, don't be sad about the chet you did. I'm fascinated. They're very sad. They did a chet. Revolba once said that yesterday's chet you have to view as ashkocha, and you see that here. Do tshuva, shame him, and correct and fix up. But yesterday's sin, don't have a sadness from it. Of course, it's a regret that I sinned, the rebellion you regret. Yesterday's sin was today's ashkocha. Hashem wanted me in Mitzrayim. But how can he tell them, don't be sad? We're sad, we sinned. Yesterday's sin was ashkocha today. Today you live, today you stand up. Today with a fresh outlook on life. Today with Hashem wants me and wants my Avoida. This line reminded me of Yosef HaTzadik's brothers. What he said to his brothers reminded me of this opposite of how the Yetzirah works. The Yetzirah wants after sin a certain type of yesh, a certain type of quit, a certain sense mam out. He wants that whisper all our lives. Whenever we attempt good, he'll whisper and remind, remind what was done. You're out. Yeah. I think this is an overriding shame that, that exists in the world today, a sense of being puzzled. There's a song, Yaakov, we've been singing in Yeshiva now for a few years. We're going to sing, we'll show you the song. We've been singing in Yeshiva, Ekra, for a few years because of a pshat, Yaakov, that was said in this base mesh that I'm going to share with Aaron right now. The guys have heard this a couple of times, and I want to update you. You haven't been here in a couple of years, Aaron. I want to update you on the goings-on. Before Benny does a song for us, I want to update, if he doesn't mind, I want to update. Do we have a guitar in the base mesh, Bins? What? Is there no guitar in the basement? What is happening? <laughs> Thank you, Zevi. So I want to I want to update you on a vert. I want to update you on a vert that we, that was said in this space medrash. David Amelech praised Hashem. He says. He says, save me. He asked Hashem, save me from the cheref, 
from the disgrace shayafi of those that swallow me up. Save me from the disgrace of those that swallow me up. Now all of us have enemies. People, I shouldn't say all of us. I shouldn't say all of us. It's not true. But some of us have enemies. Some of us have enemies. People who want to swallow us up. And certainly, that's a good prayer. I'm listen, I guess all of us, there's some, there's some guy out there who's planning attacks. <laughs> there are people out there, some horrible people out there. And to ever pray not to be swallowed up makes a lot of sense. I don't want to be defeated by my enemies. A very valid prayer. But Yaakov, I laugh at this prayer. Yaakov will relate. He knows how competitive I am. Could you imagine a guy, Sashem, imagine a guy on the battlefield, Yonatan. He's about to fight a war, and he's worried for death. There are the other people on the other side shooting with guns. Sashem, please don't let me die. It's so embarrassing. That's what David HaMelech says. Cheref, <coughs> the disgrace. Cherpa. Cheref is the same word as Cherpa. The disgrace of those that swallow me up. That's what you're worried. It makes me laugh because for the skiers amongst us, did you ever have a horrible fall? You take like a crazy fall on the mountain. You mamish are not sure if you're on this world or not. You're not sure if you have your limbs. What is the first thing you do if you have a crazy fall? Sam's, you look around to see if anybody saw. The second thing you do is check if you're alive or dead. <laughs> and see if you have any bodies. The first thing, so I actually relate to this capital tell him, because here the guy fell, he's not sure how many bones he has anymore, if his face is one piece, but the first thing, let's be honest, you do is, did anybody see my fall? That's way before you analyze how deeply damaged and hurt, will you ever ski again, will you ever walk or talk again? But the first thing we're concerned is it's so embarrassing, I had a major fall. But David Amelech's prayer seems so strange. He prays, save me from the disgrace of those that swallow me up. The problem of being swallowed up is not the disgrace. The problem is you swallowed up. <laughs> the disgrace is not your biggest problem if the enemy... So why does he just dive and Hashem save me from, the, from my enemies that swallow me up? So in this space, Medyashubshat was said that made this the yeshiva like national anthem. Because I think we live in a day that shame... The sense of apostle I've done already, and oh my goodness, am I out of the game. That massive enemy, the great enemy, that's one absolute lie. You're in the game strong. You're in the game. You're good. You're kosher. You're kosher you're, you're, you're perfect. It, there's a challenge to But that, that shame, so this is what's prevalent today. And the Bacha Yonatan said, Pshat, that I, he's not davening from the disgrace of those that swallow me up. He said, he's <laughs> davening from the cheref, the cherpa shayafi that, that swallows me up. Not the shame from being swallowed up, the shame that swallows me up. That's what the Bacha said, Pshat. Cheref shayafi, the cheref, the cherpa that swallows me up, that is my, that consumes me, that, that's what this Bacher said. Pshat, that instantly became the national anthem, the yeshiva. Save us from the cheref shayafi seller, the cheref that is swallows me up, that threatens me, that cherpa, that disgrace that threatens me. Shem, please save me from that. I love that pshat. And as such, this song became a shtickle national anthem. Did he get the... Sevi's not back yet? Let's at least do Ekra. Chaim, if you start, it will all sing Ekra. And then I have other things. Don't leave yet. I have other things I want to tell you, Chavir. But that, we have to catch Aaron Shane up. Chaim, if you start, it will all sing it. Yeah, 
going through the challenge that the world's been going through. I've waited seven months. I've shared this before, but I was waiting for Parshas Vayechi. So we're holding Mamish Vayshkia now, Wednesday, Tuesday night, which tonight's called Wednesday, Tuesday night, and Halach has been Wednesday. We're Mamish Vayshkia this minute. So now it's already the parasha officially. Wednesday, the Gemara in Gittin says, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is Shaykh to the Shavua before it. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is Shaykh to the week after. La Lacha, you can make Abdullah till Tuesday afternoon. The Amshin of a Rebbe does. So he wants to keep Kedusha Shabbos till Tuesday. But already it's, it's Shkia now. So officially, welcome to Parshas Vayechi. At the first second that it's Parshas Vayechi, I waited seven months to tell you this on Parshas Vayechi, so I want to learn a Gemara Ksubis with the Chevra. I have to learn the Gemara Ksubis with the Chevra. The, the Pasuk's talking, it's going on the brachas, before Yaakov Avinu's Nifter. He's giving a bracha, he's blessing everyone of the Shvatim, a bracha, a musr. He's talking to all the Shivteika. And he says... <coughs> He says to, he's talking about the wealth that Shevet Yehuda is going to have. He's talking Yehuda is going to be very, very wealthy and well off. Yehuda is the Melech of Klal Yisrael. And he says to Yehuda, You're going to have reddened eyes, Miyayan, from wine. You're going to have so much wine, your eyes are going to be perpetually bloodshot. The drunks, red eyes. Your eyes are going to be reddened. You're going to be so flowing in wine. Your eyes are going to be reddened from wine. And white teeth from milk. Now wine does make the eyes red. Does milk make the teeth white? I assume in pshat. I don't think he means like the milk stains the teeth white. I don't think that's true. But if you know about milk... Teeth are bone, and calcium is very good for bones. So simple shot. You can have excellent teeth from the milk. Whiten teeth. I don't think he means the white of milk's going to whiten the teeth. I don't think that's a, a that I don't think that's what it does. But you have good teeth from milk because calcium is good for bones, which the teeth are bones. So you can have very good teeth, good white teeth from milk. That is the bracha. That Yaakov Avinu says to Yehudi, you can have reddened eyes from wine, chaklili einayim yoyin, reddened eyes from wine, uleven shinayim, and white teeth mechalav from milk. Yishmaka teeth, you're going to have so much milk. Says the Gemara Ksubis, the Gemara says a drasha. Drash is not like an excuse to say something cute. There's a reason in Pshat. I suspect... I suspect they're bothered by that milk doesn't make teeth white. So it could be that's the right to make a drasha. But says Chazal, Gemara Ksubis, Uleven Shinayim Mechalov. Says the Gemara, white teeth are better than milk. White teeth are better than milk. Uleven Shinayim, white teeth Mechalov are better than milk. I want to say something, Yaki. Had the Gemara a right to say such a drash? White teeth are better than milk. And we'll get to what it means. We'll get to what it means, what white teeth are better than milk. How does the drash, how does drash work, Yaki? This is going to be very good in Pshat. I don't, this, I don't like just repeating old stuff. So I'm going to tell you something I haven't said over here, just simple Pshat. I don't think I've said it publicly. 
What does the Gemara have a right to darshan? White teeth are better than milk. The Pasuk says you're going to have white teeth from milk. The Gemara gets cute on us. Pashupshat is white teeth from milk. And the Gemara, Svi darshan's white teeth better than milk. If you think about it, what the Gemara darshan's is really mochrach and pshat. If milk is more important than white teeth, say you're going to have a lot of milk. If the Pasuk says you're going to have so much milk, you're going to have white teeth from the milk, so in Pshat you see white teeth are more important than milk. Milk is only for a purpose. You're going to have, the milk's going to cause, why doesn't it just say you're going to have a lot of milk? Clearly white teeth are better than milk and redden eyes are better than yayin. So you have to figure out what redden eyes mean. It's a good question. You have to say Pshat. But it says white, you're going to have so much luxury, you're going to have white teeth from the milk. Clearly the milk, what's better than milk is white teeth. So the Gemara Darshans, that it means Leven Shinai Michal of white teeth is better than milk, is really Mokrach Sviki. So the drash is cute. It's a cute, different way of reading it. But the drash is Mokrach in the Pasuk. If it says you can have so much, you can have white teeth from milk, so you see white teeth better than milk. What does it mean white teeth better than milk? It means a smile is more important than milk. White teeth means a smile. Says the Gemarik Subas, a smile is much more important than milk. What does that mean? In English, emotional needs are more important than physical needs. Emotional needs are more important than physical needs. I, every single guy here is going to have a responsibility to a young lady. I will not be masad. I don't like being masad dictushin at weddings. I can't stand it. And I beg you not to ask me. I beg you. Every begging, I despise it. It makes me nervous. I don't know the halachas well enough. I go to the wedding shaking. You take away all pleasure of the night. Just know what you're doing. You take away, the, last night I went to a wedding, I had a party, it was a mechaya, I danced, I drank a lechaya, mechaya, because I didn't have to be Masahat de Kedushin. I get to enjoy the shmurg, I'm not shaking, I had a, a small burger, it was delicious, it was just such a nice time. I beg you, but the bottom line is, the bottom line is when you're Masahat de Kedushin, so... It's a very nerve-wracking experience. And somebody's marriage is like you're trying to officiate. And I will help you. If you're desperate, you certainly should. I'll get you somebody good, somebody who knows the laws. You'll, you'll be married. It's a lot. I'll, I'll help you be married. <laughs> so if you need it, find the massage. I will help you. But the bottom line is I get very, very anxious. And one of the things you have to do as a massage is make a Kenyan with the chassan. It's the most magical and most like powerful thing of the night is the Kenyan, a chassan, you make the following. It's, it's, uh, it's by the tish, the chassan's tish. The chassan's tish is a very important place. It's not just a technical place to sign some documents or write some documents. He's about to get married. The Minig Yisrael was to sing songs of Yerushalayim. Our minig in Waterbury, we sing, Vihine Hashem Nitzavalov. That was the minig Yisrael. They used to give Musr Shmuzim, the Chassan spoke, others spoke. They always sang songs of Yerushimayim. He's about to build the Bayas and Klai Yisrael. Right before, right at the Chassan's Tish Aaron, they do a Kenyan with the Chassan. The Masadir takes a pen or his yamak or a hanky. And he does what's called the Kenyan Chalipin with the Chassan. You give the Chassan something and he obligates himself. And he's Mechaev himself to Ksuba. He obligates himself that if he dies or divorces his wife, he has to give her the Ksuba. Besides the Ksuba, he obligates himself on three obligations of marriage. Sheira, Ksusa, Va'inasa, La'igara. Sheira, Ksusa, Vainasa, these three things, the first two are physical needs. Food and clothing, shelter, are physical needs. Ainasa means Tashmish. He obligates, he owes his wife intimacy. He obligates himself in intimacy. Ainasa, Loyigara, he's obligated, he's chayiv in intimacy. What it means in a deeper level is her emotional needs. 
a man makes a Kenyan, I am not Masada, and I'll think of an excuse, but if I don't think the Chassan could keep that Chiv of taking care of a lady physically and emotionally, so then it's a farce of a wedding. Because an, a Chassan has to obligate himself her physical and emotional needs he will support. That he's going to support somebody emotionally. Emotional needs are more important than physical needs. That's we learned in Parshas Vayechi. I waited seven months. This, the pandemic brought out what's essential and what's not. I promise you a smile is not an extra. A smile is not an extra. A smile is an essential ingredient. People need to get a smile, encouragement. It's not an extra. I'm not saying mass, no mass. Fact, a smile is not extra. It's not a negotiable thing. I was asked to speak. I'm going to speak somewhere tomorrow morning. They say you have to speak in a mask. I don't know what to do. How can you share tyranny? You don't smile. I don't know what to do. I'm going to take it off for sure to smile a few times. How can I share a tire without a smile? What tire am I sharing? That's horrible, horrendous. It's not negotiable, a smile. So some guy came with eyes, and I taught tire. That's horrible. A smile has to be delivered also. A smile's more important. Emotional needs are more important than physical needs. I, the guys know that I want to make an independent team. I want three teams to rate every school in the country to rate the emotional support a student gets. It's called nurture. We'll have a rub, a psychologist, and a layman, and a, and a businessman. They rate every school. What's the, could you imagine a school? It's a great school. We just starve our students. One quirk, we don't serve food. You starve to death. But it's a good, I'm telling you, it's a good school. It's a lot more silly and a lot worse that you starve people emotionally. Worse, much worse. There was a story when Yaakov was here for three years. I had a Yid come speak in Yeshiva. His name is Judge Butler from Pittsburgh. I want to tell you. One of the greatest speeches of all. Yaakov said one of the greatest speeches. You obviously never heard. Aaron Statz Holtzman spoke three years ago, the best speech. Ezra Shulman official was here, came out all the years. The best speech ever in Yeshiva might have been Aaron Holtzman. But that speech, till Aaron Holtzman, might have been the best speech. So Ezra Shulman's graduation speech was way up there. You saw Ezra Shulman's graduation speech last year? Okay, so now it's like the third, fourth best speech. But this Judge Butler spoke in Yeshiva phenomenal. Maybe I'll bring him again. I brought him three or four years. Who here, hands, who heard Judge Butler here in Yeshiva? Yaakov and Jonathan, wow. Chaim, were you here? I was here, I just said, okay, someone had left. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Chaim, okay. The, the, the kitzer is Judge Butler. He spoke maybe for sure three times, maybe a fourth time. He's a great speaker. He's a really, he makes you laugh, he makes you cry. Very, very cool speaker. Maybe I'll bring him again, see. He says the story of his son, fascinating. He lost the son who wasn't well, a very fascinating kid. His son was a fascinating guy. He says the story of his son. He's a judge in, in, in Pittsburgh, Judge Butler, from Guy, a wonderful guy. His son was in YU, a whole story, a beautiful story. Yetzi, did you hear Judge Butler? Okay. Maybe I'll bring, if the only Yankov heard him, I tell Yaakov not to come up that day. Maybe I'll bring him back. I think it was the last time when you brought him was when I was in ninth or tenth grade. The last time you brought him? Could be, it could be. I, he had done three, four years, so then, good. But it could be I should bring him again. The bottom line is, is Judge Butler said, Viggy, listen to this mice that Judge Butler said over. His father, Yonatan, is a crazy story. His father was there when the, um, he was in the American army and they liberated a concentration camp. I don't remember which one, he says which one. His father was in the American army and they liberated, they came, they, kicked, they killed the Nazis and they took over a concentration camp. He described, his father describing how the Yidden looked. They looked, it's very horrible pictures. They were, they were skin and bones. They had been starving for years, and they didn't look like people. There's a name for it, but they were totally emaciated. They didn't look like people. And here they, had, they, they, they wanted to give them food, but it was very, very dangerous to feed somebody. The, 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 the Yidden were starving. 
to just feed them could have been deadly if they ate too much. So they had a doctor at the front of a line administering food. And they were giving out enough and in a way that they could slowly nurse people back to health. If you just hit, and the soldiers all were clearly given rules, they can't give out food. Very important. The soldiers had some food, but if you, you, you think you're being kind and you give food, you can kill the Yid because he can't just eat everything and anything. Their stomachs were all messed up. So they, they had a long line and people, hundreds of Yidin are waiting for some food. Judge Butler's father was there and he felt sick that he couldn't give anything to the Yidin online. He's watching all these Yidin. His heart went out. His brothers are hungry, are starving. They're waiting in a long line. And he called over one Yid. He said, I wish I could give you something. I can't. Do you mind if I hug you? And the Yid said, in five years I haven't been hugged. And the Yid went in and Judge Butler's father gave him a big hug. He swears that the entire line left the food line and went online to get a, a, a hug from him. He said every single person left the food line and they all lined up and he hugged them one after another. He gave hugs. That's my visual of this pasuk. A smile is more important than milk. Emotional needs are more important than physical needs. We're human beings. We have physical needs and emotional needs. The ability to emotionally support somebody. One day your children to emotionally support your kids. You touch your kids every day. You, you hear me? There's not a day goes by. God forbid. Shame on you. Not a day. I, if you're out of the country, you fly back if you forgot you touch. Whether it's a hug, a kiss, a handshake, your different kids will want to touch differently. So you do it as they want. If they want a fist pump, if they want a hug or a kiss, there's never... Never a day. Shame on you. You don't touch your children. Emotional support. Encourage. Connection. Understanding. Emotional support. To learn how to emotionally support somebody and encourage somebody. A smile is bigger than physical needs. Milk's important. You can't live. We need the calcium for our bones, but a smile is much more important. The emotional needs of a person. I waited the whole pandemic because I think it was a forgotten about the emotional needs of people. It's not just the mask I'm talking about. I think there was a tremendous forget in all the decisions. Emotional needs of people are not negotiable. And if something makes people more scared, more tense, that is dangerous, is massively dangerous. The same way people, you left open grocery stores, it could be many more things should have been left open because emotional needs are more important than physical needs. I'm not getting political because I'm not into that. And uh, maskers are great, excellent. The Belzer Rebbe didn't let his Hasidim wear a mask. The Belzer Rebbe did not let his Hasidim wear a mask. He felt emotionally it's too damaging. You've got to smile at each other. If somebody held the masks, for them, okay, I'm not coming at all. I'm coming for this point that people's emotional needs cannot be neglected. People's, it's more important than their physical needs. We're people of emotions. And we need to be met and understood and develop the emotional needs of a person. So I waited seven months for Parashas Vayechi. We needed to study this Leven Shinayim Echalov, white and teeth from milk. More important than milk is the white teeth, is the support, the smile, the encouragement is more important than physical needs. Could you imagine a youngster who's raised, they just forgot to feed him. They're mamish good people, parents. Mamish. <laughs> they just look at technical, they forgot to feed him. Kid, you know, it happens. They don't feed him. There's no such thing. Uleven Shinayim. There must be emotional support. There must be serious emotional support. Giving, encouraging, complimenting, praising, understanding, all the things that fit into that category of emotional support. A yeshiva, where kids are at and away from home, if it doesn't have the capacity to emotionally support, should shut down. Quick. 
Because the same way, if it didn't give food, it was a great yeshiva in the world, it just doesn't feed. Well, people die when there's no food. People die when there's no emotional support. Emotional support is more important than physical support. That's a pasuk by Hashem himself and a Gemara Ksubis that I want to share with the Hever. Our ability ourselves to nurture somebody else is something we have to hone. Every man has to have the capacity to emotionally support somebody. The capacity to be engaged and involved and emotionally support, to really support somebody, stark emotionally. That is the obligation. How many men have a sense, what do you mean I work? I work so hard. It's not, it's great you work. You did two-thirds of your obligation. You did share your exercise. A guy has a sense, he works, comes home, collapses on the couch, makes a l'chaim if that's what he does, and bang. Like, what do you want? I work so hard. You did two-thirds of your chiv. That's Sheir Aksusa. Excellent. That you work hard, you deserve a medal. You takadu. The medal of being a father, the medal of being a husband. Excellent. Two-thirds of your responsibility. Now a third of your responsibility that falls on you is Ainasa Yigara. The emotional needs of your mishpacha, of your wife, of your children, to learn how to emotionally support to be oxygen for somebody's emotional welfare and to learn how to support people emotionally is an obligation on all of us. Have that responsibility. The most important mission of our life, to have a home we're going to have to emotionally support. So really I was supposed to do a Benny Stein song before that, but I couldn't wait. Before the third thing and final thing we discuss, I'm going to ask Benny Stein to come forward. Yonatan, maybe for Yaakov we should do your rap afterwards. Should we do? Should we hook up your rap also on the loudspeaker? What? I, well, in person is even better. You want to do one in person? <laughs> I'd rather in person. But I don't know if we have a mic. Do we have a mic? Ashi. Milk whitens teeth. So it fits both ways. Milk does whiten teeth. It whitens the teeth? Yeah, it you looked it up? It causes them to get yeah. white? Really? Says that? Yeah. Dairy products such as cheese, yogurt, and milk contain lactic acid and the enamel fortifying mineral calcium, which strengthen teeth and also whitening them. Wow, Rabbi Say, just Kalish, this is very important. Read that, Nussin. First of all, welcome home, Nussin Stubin. I'm thankful to see Second of all, I'm extremely happy that Leo Gutmach is in Yeshiva. Welcome, Leo. Third of all, it's important, never doubt a pusik. Read it out loud. Dairy products such as cheese, yogurt, and milk contain lactic acid and the enamel fortifying mineral calcium which strengthen teeth and also whitening them. Uh, so milk whitens teeth as well as strengthening them. Now, Rabbi Say, we don't need Google to verify a pusik. I promise you. Pasuk doesn't need any help from Google. I wasn't sure if it's literally white teeth from milk. It just means the white teeth come from milk because it's calcium. So now I just know to learn the Pasuk that it means it whitens the teeth. But it doesn't need any verification. When a Pasuk says it, it doesn't add an iota if some stupid scientist knows it or not. Anything you find in Tyre is true. It's only if you're unsure how to read a Pasuk so then, okay, if we found out, so it probably means it that way, literally. But the Torah needs no external verification. Zero. Zero. It doesn't need help from any scientist. If the Gemara says there are a certain number of stars, take it to the bank. If the scientists know it, cheers for them. They don't know it yet, keep it, they should keep studying. Torah doesn't need verification. Thank you, Nassim, for just teaching me Pshat and Apasik. Thank you. Somebody, somebody. <laughs>
Check out this song.
Should we do? We're gonna do Yonatan K's rap. Should we also? We haven't. If we speak Levin Shinai Mechav, emotional support, love, and encouragement is as important as milk. How can we not play that only love will save us now? Yaakov didn't hear yet. Aaron, did you hear yet? Only love will save us now. Where is Yosef Zaidel? Let's play it for them. Ashi, could you? You never heard this yet? Yosef sang it. Where's Zebi Ginniger? Is he here now? Chevra, the newest version of Only Love Will Save Us Now for Yaakov, and you never heard this version. Menachem, the newest version. Check this out, both Menachems. Hit it, hit it. When the sky above runs out of every single shooting star And what if every good intention's only meant to go so far Only love, only love can save us now Keep the world from burning down, down, down To the ground, ground, ground
2020 vision like I'm next up Trying to stop my growth, you should know I'm finna flex up Asking who I am, you should've known cause I'm the best up Tired of these haters, sub me out, I need a rest up I got my head up, I steady get my bread up Trying to disrespect me, you should know I'm getting fed up I need a med up, I'm never finna let up All these fakers got me thinking that they playing dress up Rip hop, you left us, and shooters, then I'm crept up I'm coming for the spot, I take the play like I done stepped up I know I messed up, these sins I gotta fess up I'm sorry mama, know you always gave us all the best love But you should know that I'm coming for the Grammys Yeah, they sleeping on me like they sleeping in they jammies Withdrawals got me clammy, I'm hot like it's Miami Always got the pack, you know I keep it in my fanny I got this darkness in my life I'm trying to open up, I'm letting in the light Demons praying, so I shove them out of sight This is my one chance, I gotta get it right I'ma keep on grinding, I'm a mama, I'ma prove it Steady working, polishing my talents, I won't lose it Yeah, don't know where I am when I be lost up in my music Going sober, man, it's hard, it got me tweaking, going stupid Got these cravings on my mind, don't offer me cause I'll refuse it Hold that on the Bible, that's on me because I'm Jewish They told me I got talent, I already knew it I'm kinda like a bomb, somebody defuse it Yeah, this is my life, but no, I didn't choose it Man, I lost my grandpa, it hurt me when the news hit they know that I'm coming for the spot now Take a bit, I put my money in the pot now They don't know how to stop now Hear the sirens like I put the game on lockdown They know that I'm coming for the top now Take a bit, I put my money in the pot now I don't know how to stop now Hear the sirens like I'm Clear eyes all hearts can't lose, keeping it a hundred Cause you know I gotta stand true Do I want the money or the fame, man, I can't choose Maybe I just wanna live a life without no bad news See, I'm just hoping that my music you can feel Preaching with my words, cause they know I keep it real Feasting on the track, I cook these beats up like a meal Look out for my name, cause they gon' sign me to a deal, yeah I got this 2020 vision like I'm next up Trying to stop my growth, you should know I'm finna Asking who I am, you should've known cause I'm the best up Tired of these haters, so me out, I need a rest up I got my head up, I steady get my bread up Trying to disrespect me, you should know I'm getting fed up I need a head up, you never finna let up All these fakers got me thinking that they're playing dress up The third thing we'll have to wait for tomorrow is another day, Be'ez Hashem. We will be Zaycha this week. Somebody's here for the week, a Ben Tyrus come, who I'm going to ask to share tomorrow. Shmuley's going to share, and we're together, both going to, we're going to do a duet tomorrow, me and Shmuley. So that'll be tomorrow. The